Are you interested in running influencer marketing campaigns on TikTok? Then this is the episode for you. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with the format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. This month we're doing TikTok. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. I need to do a quick listener shout out. You you all know how much I love saying hello to someone who's listening. So Yakov Rosenberg, it's your turn this week. Um, he works at High Flyer Digital and uh, is the Ecom 8020 podcast host and admitted the other day on LinkedIn that he listens whilst mountain biking. So Yakov, I hope you haven't fallen off your mountain bike. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Now, this month, we are all about TikTok, as I said. And in this episode, we're going deep into running influencer marketing campaigns on TikTok, or more specifically, micro-influencer campaigns. I think this might be one of the easiest, lowest risk ways for you to get your brand some exposure on this crazy new-ish social media channel. So that's what we're exploring today. You're going to be learning how to get started, uh, the tips and tricks of it all, how to track the results, what a campaign might look like. Um, I've got a really, really good guest on to take us through all of that. So make sure you listen right to the very end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest is going to share her quick fire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of TikTok. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all. Plus, I'll be even giving you some more free ways we can help you improve your TikTok even more. So make sure you stay tuned right to the end. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with TikTok expert Kristen Wiley. Kristen is the founder and CEO at Statusphere, a matchmaking platform to help you scale, track and optimise your micro-influencer campaigns. Hello, Kristen. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to have you on here. I mean, clearly, clearly, you know an awful lot about TikTok and about influencer marketing, which is the title of this show. So it's perfect. Um, how did you get into the uh, the scary new social media platform that is TikTok? Yeah, yeah. So probably have to take a couple steps back. But how I got into the influencer marketing and social media realm is I went to college for marketing. Um, of course, by the time you print anything about social media, it's already obsolete. <laughs> so I learned most of it outside of college. Um, but my first job was at a PR agency reaching out to mommy bloggers. So this was in 2010. So I can now say I've been doing influencer marketing for over 10 years. <laughs> um, so I've really seen the evolution that's happened in the space. Um, and of course, with every single evolution, the biggest ones are when new platforms popped up. 
up. Uh, so back in 2010, mommy bloggers were all the rage. Then you went, Instagram popped up. That was even before really Instagram was big with influencers. Um, then Instagram kind of took over. And then from Instagram, the biggest new thing to happen since then has been TikTok. And I was kind of watching the Musical.ly app, which is what TikTok was before it turned into TikTok. It was called Musical.ly. And it was really getting a lot of traction with the 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 youth. <laughs> the, the young people were all on it and everyone was wondering what was going to happen. And then probably around 2020, um, my influencer marketing platform, we decided to launch integrating with TikTok and as one of our offerings. So that's when I really dove in. So 2019 is when I joined the platform myself and started playing around. And then 2020 is when we integrated it as an offering. So we really learned the ins and outs and started running campaigns for brands. So you clearly saw the business side for it in 2020. Have you seen it it feels, I mean, the reason we're doing this month, this year is because I feel like TikTok's reached the level of maturity as a business platform that it's worth talk, talking about for four whole episodes. Um, I think it's something the listeners need to know about. Is it something you're seeing as we go into, you know, into Q4 that you're seeing that increase in interest in 2022? Oh, yeah. The stats are incredible for businesses using TikTok right now. Um, and the way that it drives actual buying decisions is pretty incredible. All the research around it. It's a very, it's a platform. Um, I don't know if, if all of your listeners have like QVC, but it's like online sh or like, when you watch on TV and you shop, it's like that for the next generation. So what's interesting and different about some of the other platforms is it's made for really showcasing products, uh, which really gives you those great conversion rates to sales. I know we'll probably talk about tracking later. Tracking's a little difficult, but it is really getting those, those sales for brands that are doubling down on that category. And even back in 2020, I was like begging brands to get on there because it was like the Wild West. We were seeing one out of 20... 30 videos going viral. So I was like, this is the time. It was like those early days of Facebook, you know? Um, now it is a little bit harder to get reach, but it's still very much worth it. And we're seeing great results for brands. So we haven't yet missed the first mover advantage quite yet. Not, this, this is the year. Not quite yet. I think we, we still have we still have time, but definitely would recommend brands to get on there. And, you know, this episode is going out in October. So for those listening, have they still got time to run some tests, to run some activity, to scale something up for Christmas? Yeah, I, I think it's it's never too late. Like the best time to start is now. The I guess second best time to start is, is before. So, um, you know, I would still say, you know, start now. But for holiday, it probably if you're completely new to TikTok, it will take you a while to get it going. But I still recommend that if you're looking to make this a channel for your brand, the sooner that you start, the faster that you'll you'll get to scale and get meaningful results. Got you. Okay. And um we, your platform is all about the micro-influencer side of it, which I always think is a great place for brands to start off because it feels, to me, it always feels more natural, more real. The ROI tends to be better, et cetera, et cetera. So could you quickly explain what micro-influencer is in the world of influencer marketing? Yeah. Uh, that Because that would be really ha helpful. Yes, for sure. So micro-influencers uh, really have been around since the beginning of time. I truly believe that anyone who can influence a buying decision is an influencer. And that's what we believe at, at Statusphere is that anyone who has that influence, which you can think about is everyone, you know, you trust people over celebrities, even if, you know, I always give the, the example of if you're in a grocery store and you're looking at a bunch of different pieces of bread and the person next to you says, oh, I had that bread last week and it was amazing you're probably going to buy that bread, even though you have no idea who this person is, just because of that human connection. And they're similar to you. Um, and it's just that, that, that human to human connection that 
you can't beat in marketing, in the word of mouth marketing. So to me, micro influencers are that, but online. Uh, and when I started in influencer marketing in 2010, people only wanted really macro influencers all the way up until really around 2015. I would have to beg brands to work with even creators under 50,000 followers, even under much less under 20,000 followers. Um, but I kept seeing for our brands that we were getting much red, better results with the micros. And it's because they're more cost effective. They, you know, so they cost less, they create more content. And at the end of the day, they're more engagement. So they actually have four times the engagement of macro influencers. So when brands are looking to spend on influencer marketing, I do recommend not only starting with the micros, but making that a key part of your, you know, marketing mix is, is specifically the micro influencer channel because it can be so powerful. Um, and then I created Statusphere just because you really have to do it at scale to see the results from micros because they are smaller. So that's what our platform focuses on is scaling specifically micro influencer marketing. And that is our niche. Uh, and we determine or I guess we define micro-influencers as anyone uh, over 2,000 followers. So we, we have a little different depending on the platform. So on Instagram, we're looking over 2,000 followers and a 3.5% engagement rate. On TikTok, we're looking, we don't, care about follower count because that's another very key part of TikTok is followers don't matter on TikTok, which I feel like brands really love because so they spend so much trying, <laughs> time trying to get followers, which I just want to point out that is not what TikTok is about. Um, on TikTok, we look for average loops. So we're looking for an average loops of around 2000. Uh, and a loop is a video play on one of their uh, videos that they would post. Uh, so that's what we're looking for in terms of the threshold for micro influencers to be a part of our network and where we really see the sweet spot for brands. Excellent. I love the detail you went into there. I was thinking, must ask, must. Oh, no, she's already answered it all. Brilliant. Um, so you, you gave those comparisons there between uh, Instagram and TikTok. And it strikes me that from from many aspects the two platforms are very very different but from the the process of running the strategic process of running a successful influencer campaign they're fairly similar you're looking for a, a micro influencer campaign you're looking for a large number of people you're going to give them a reason to promote you and then you're going to track the results is is it is the influencer marketing strategy the same on both platforms it's similar. Uh, they're definitely different type of influencer. TikTok has a very, just the, a different type of user in general and a different type of uh, content in general than Instagram. Instagram was much more polished. Um, even the copycat piece, Instagram copied TikTok and created reels, but even the reels are slightly more polished on Instagram, we find, than TikTok is a lot more raw. Like it rewards super raw, authentic content. And when I mean raw, like, it, it studies show that if you put professional video on TikTok, it does not perform at all because people don't want to see professional video on TikTok. So a lot of brands also, big brands struggle with that because they're used to spending all this money and people just want to see it shot on an iPhone or a mobile device. You know, they don't want to actually see pro professional content. So, um, so that's where I think there's a big difference between the, the TikTok and Instagram. But in terms of influencer marketing, it is similar, especially with the micros, that it is it works at scale. Um, TikTok much more rewards, uh, you know, content over follower count. So like the actual uh, likability and shareability of the content, which is why the follower count doesn't matter. And on Instagram, they reward follower count over the content itself. Um, so that's where it really becomes a little bit different in how you choose your creators. Now, I do want to give a little caveat to that because Instagram is changing as they're trying to essentially copy TikTok um, with reels that that 
much more rewards the content than the follower count and you can get great reach. Um, but I know, I know this, this podcast is about TikTok, but something to note is that reels is definitely something to keep an eye on as well, but it is a little different than TikTok. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's zero in on the TikTok side of things now. So with that more, you know, the, the, the output being more raw and more creative and more interactive, my brain automatically goes, this maybe isn't for massive brands that are too protective over their own identity. And my brain automatically goes, well, then in this case, if you've got a boring product, it's probably not going to work. But am I oversimplifying? Does that count? Or is the creativity down to the creator? And actually, this works for any brand. What I'm trying to ask you in a very, very, very long winded way is, who does it work well for? And who doesn't it work well for from a brand perspective? Yeah, any brand that is willing and okay with some raw creative content, it works for. I actually would argue that boring brands do the best on TikTok um, if they allow for creators to get creative. Um, some of I've seen Porsche do uh, very interesting TikTok content, and, I, and you wouldn't really picture them being on there, right? Um, you see, obviously, there's lots of apps that that do really great great content. Um, we have a brand here in the U.S., Chipotle. I don't know if it's over over there. Um, they are really creative on on TikTok. Um, we even did a campaign once with a like a drink strainer like wow. it literally catches the hair in the drain <laughs> and it did phenomenal like that's why tiktok is so unique like that wouldn't have done as well on instagram uh, as tiktok but people use tiktok to discover to learn and for humor so if you can fit your brand and create content around some of those categories then it can do really well no matter how quote-unquote boring your product is Okay, so worth a test for anybody, basically, then. Yeah, I, I think so, as long as you have the time and effort to put in. Because like with any platform, you don't want to just try it a couple times and be like, oh, that didn't work. It does take time, iteration, uh, and, and learning to, to really get the most out of it. But I do believe that there's not a brand it, it doesn't work for unless you are against their guidelines or something. Cool. So let's talk about what that iteration process might might mean. Let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of running a micro-influencer campaign on TikTok. What what are we giving the influencer? What, how are we picking our influencers, and um, how how many should we go for on day one? I suppose tell us about what our first influencer campaign, micro influencer campaign, should look like on TikTok. Yeah, great question. So when we work with brands, we're looking for brands that already have tested themselves. And I always recommend before you get any platform or agency to help you out, I do think it's really important for the brand to do it themselves first so that you know what you like, what you dislike. And then when you go to use a platform to scale it, you're saving yourself time and money uh, when you're getting there. So if, if I was a brand just starting out, make sure to obviously download the app, play with it a little bit, whoever it is on your team, whether it's yourself um, or someone else that you would task with actually watching TikToks for a certain amount of time per day. I would have them follow a bunch of brand accounts that are doing great things on TikTok. I think that's one of the best ways to learn, at least that's the way I find, is to follow top brand accounts um, and see what they're posting because you can really use that inspiration for your own content as you're thinking about it. And then you can also use that to see, okay, how could creators be use, using my product? Um, now, what's great about working with influencers on TikTok is that they know their audience. They know the platform better than you do. Um, so it is a really great way to get content. Uh, they have on TikTok uh, something called the Creator Marketplace that you can sign up for and search by creators. It is that one. They focus more on a little bit more macro, but that is one way you can find creators. 
Another way to find creators is just to search hashtags around. Uh, so whatever your your product is, um, maybe if it was that that. Uh, tub strainer, you're going to search things like how to clean the house or like uh, cleaning hacks or things like that. And then find those hashtags, scroll, and you can clearly find some creators on there that'll put their email and you can reach out to them uh, and see if they would like to collaborate. So that's one one workaround as well. Um, I would start out small and keep your expectations small too, but just so that you can like dip your toe in. So maybe reach out to, you know, 10, 20, remember that only about half or less will even respond. And then you'll have to negotiate what the value exchange is going to be. If your product is a high value product, you might be able to get away with gifting it uh, because maybe the the product itself is worth enough that the creator would want to do it. And they're a small enough creator where that's a Good, good enough value exchange for them. Um, there's some creators that are going to want to be paid on top of the product as well. And that's kind of a negotiation on a case-by-case basis, depending on, on who you're her working with. Uh, one of the top questions I always get is like, well, how much should we pay? It is... There's no standard. I can say after doing this for 10 years, I have worked with creators, you know, that are very small who want thousands of dollars. And I have worked with creators who are very big and just want product in exchange for post. So there's really no, there's no normal out there. It's really just finding a win-win combination for both the brand and the creator. You explained that so well. That's brilliant. Yeah. Find the right value exchange, everybody. Don't go in with any any preconceptions. So I guess we're doing that DIY campaign ourselves to see how it all works, see how it all goes. If we're reaching out to 20 people, we might end up with maybe five actually producing something. Yeah, depending on what, how you know exciting your product is and how uh, succinct what you're offering and is to them. I think that's a, a, a good average would be like 20 just to get about five. Which is cool because it gives you enough to to see some diversity in your results, but and enough to learn the system and the process and learn the mistakes and learn how it works for you without trying to manage a hundred or something crazy like that on day one. Exactly. Exactly. And once you nail down like, okay, of these five, because once again, with micros, it's all a numbers game. So if you're like thinking about it, you're like, okay, I need, uh, I need 20 people to get these five. If of these five, I like one or two, then that means if I'm going to scale this up to hundreds and use a platform, at least I know what my expectations are. You know, with with TikTok especially, the content is going to vary drastically. It's like so, there's so much variability with what the creators will come up with. And you as a brand need to be okay with that and understand that some content you might love and some content you're like, okay, that's okay. And if you, if you go into it with that mentality, you'll actually get much farther than hoping every single piece of content is the most ideal because then then you're just giving them too many creative guidelines you need you, you need to let them run free to get like the the post that'll knock it out of the park yeah it's literally promote us and see what happens give them the creative freedom and are we I mean presumably they're then posting this content we've heard a lot in general influencer chat about the importance of UGC and user-generated content and taking your influencer created content and reusing it on other platforms. Are we doing that with TikTok content or is this really about encouraging, persuading, creating the value exchange to have a TikTok person promote your product and drive traffic back to you? Or is it then is it more complex than that in the TikTok sphere? Yeah, in, in TikTok um, with UGC, 
UGC or TikTok is made for user generated content. Um, there are a bunch of studies um, and stats out there that are very much show how important it is to use user generated content, even if you are going to run actual ads on TikTok. They actually perform 80% better if you use a creator to create it than if you did it in house. So, like, just to show you how powerful UGC is on TikTok and how important it is to make sure your promotion of your brand fits the TikTok aesthetic and community um, uh, and culture is really important for it to do well. Um, so unlike some of the other platforms, I think that is something to call out. Now, in terms of being able to use your TikTok content on other platforms, other platforms don't love that, uh, especially to Instagram because it's their direct competitor. So, you know, you can't, if you take your TikTok that, or that your creator creates and post it on Reels, um, Instagram does not really like that. And vice versa, like you, TikTok is made like uh, their tagline is make TikToks, not ads. Like they're very much about their culture and about the making it for the specific platform. Cool. So it's all about promoting the product and driving those sales. And you mentioned tracking earlier. How are we are we tracking this? Because obviously we ha- we've had issues in the past on Instagram where we can't use links, which is the be all end all of our tracking. So what what is the tracking from an influencer to our website and our checkout look like on TikTok? Yeah, I talk with brands about this all the time because they're all, everyone wants, I feel like Google just spoiled us with the whole like, <laughs> wow, we can see all the clicks and conversions. Um, and now we've forgotten that actually most marketing doesn't work that way and humans don't all work that way, right? Um, so I know even Google Analytics updated their uh, their yeah, Google Analytics 4 to, to not look at clicks and conversion rates the same way it used to because even they're understanding that the user and the buyer's journey is not just a one-click checkout. That's just not what happens. And on TikTok, it's a whole nother level. So when you get on TikTok, it's if you haven't been on there, the user experience is very much you're scrolling and you don't really click off the platform. TikTok is really trying to prevent you from leaving that platform because they want people to stick there. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not driving buying decisions. We are, we have seen brands sell out. Um, there's been several stories of it just, it goes viral and you can instantly see the traffic on your website increase. Um, so some of the ways we recommend tracking that is obviously keeping, keeping a log of understanding when you're running your influencer campaigns or your TikTok campaigns. Um, and if one does take off, kind of making note of the time frame that it does. And then comparing your analytics and seeing, have we seen a spike in organic? Have we seen a spike in direct? Because that is really how people are using the platform. They're seeing it. They're in on their phones. They're then opening up their, their browser. They're then Googling your brand and then they're going there. Like that is how most users are doing it. Even if you are running ads on TikTok, not everyone is clicking that button. Um, so whether it's ads or it's organic content reach, that's just something I think a lot of brands are missing out on a really great channel because they think, oh, I can't track it. I don't want to run it. But that's just, that's just not how the world is going toward, especially with all the new privacy updates and tracking limiting. Like you have to understand that you're looking at it from a more macro level and really looking at your traffic overall overall as you're running some of these campaigns. Excellent. Um, I Yeah, we have to get beyond the click these days and we're in a world where we need to be um, doing marketing at all levels of the fun and lots of different types of marketing if we're going to succeed these days. One one marketing method, two millions of pounds is no longer the option. Well, look, um, thanks so much, Kristen, for taking us through all of that. Is there anything we've missed that people really need to know about it before they get started about influencer marketing on TikTok? 
I think I think we've covered most of it. Um, I just also always like to call out that the biggest mistake I see brands making is that they don't try it long enough. And this is with almost any marketing category. <laughs> um, I also worked in inbound and content marketing for a long time. And it was just always sad to see, okay, you invested for three months or you invested for such a short amount of time. That's not even enough time to actually see, optimize and learn. So if you are going to start a new platform, especially a platform like TikTok, just know that this needs to be a six month year journey that you're actually putting enough energy to get the results that you want to see. Uh, If you only have 30 days to test it, I wouldn't even recommend starting because that's not enough time to actually see the results that you probably want to see that platform. Oh, I'm really glad I asked you for anything else because that was really, really good advice. Right. Uh, Kristen, it's been a pleasure picking your brains about influencer marketing on TikTok. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Kristen's insider tips on TikTok and my suggestions for more resources to help you improve things even further in your business. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Kristen, so far we've gone deep, deep, deep into influencer marketing on TikTok. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of TikTok. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with TikTok, which of course does include influencer marketing on TikTok. Kristen, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take that first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Yeah. So like I said before, it's really just jumping in there and spending enough time to understand the platform. Uh, if if you are just intimidated with the platform right now, just log in as a, a common user, just just as a, as a human on TikTok and just see how it affects your buying decisions. Because every person I've talked to, as soon as you just even as uh, make a personal profile and get on there and play with it, you will see the power and you will probably buy something within the first couple weeks of being on there because their algorithm is so great at showing you content and things you're interested in that the products just fall right in line with that. And once you learn that, it gives you so much more power to actually use it properly for your brand. So in terms of just starting out, just just get on the platform first. Um, it is a little addicting. So if anything, that's the, the one downside is you'll have to limit yourself because you could just scroll for hours. <laughs> but it really will help you if you want to use it for your business. Excellent. Okay. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? My favorite way to improve performance is to follow other brand accounts that are doing great things. Um, TikTok, the trends change so rapidly um, that that's something else just to keep in mind. If you want to be a cool brand on TikTok, which means a brand that is doing well on TikTok, you have to move very quickly. So after you learn TikTok, you're on there as a user, you start following other brands, you then use some of their skills to be able to move quickly and jump on some of the trends that are happening. Um, so I think that following other brands is one of the best ways to start learning how other brands are doing it. Uh, also something to call out is definitely if you have a lot of red tape and 
to posting uh, anything on, like I have a lot of brands we work with that have to run everything through legal, do all that. And it takes days to get something published. If that is the type of brand that you run, TikTok is not going to be great for you because you do have to move so quickly. So I always recommend breaking down that red tape before you start, if you are looking to do well on TikTok. It's kind of one of the reasons why for the smaller businesses, it's been such a cool platform because that often it's the owner who's doing it and has the inspiration and knows what to do. And within seconds, see a new trend. Oh, we could do that. Bang, bang, bang. And it's live within minutes. So it, it's it's kind of cool that it plays to the strengths of the minnows, not not the big sharks. Absolutely. And that goes back to like the con- it rewards content over follower count. So even if your competitor has millions of followers, it doesn't matter if you create better and fun, more fun content, uh, you can actually beat them out. So, okay. If someone listening wants to learn more about TikTok, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yes. So I might be biased, but we put out tons of content. We do a webinar actually every single month at Statusphere. So if you go to joinstatus.com, that's J-O-I-N-S-T-A-T-U-S.com and go to our resources section, we have a whole TikTok category. So we have guides, uh, we have influencer management, uh, spreadsheets all free that you can use. And we also even have a whole how to drive sales on TikTok webinar for small businesses that you can watch um, for free there too. And it's high quality stuff. I was having a look through it before uh, we recorded this. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to second that recommendation. Okay. Finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Yeah. So TikTok is, it, it's the wild west. So definitely jump on. I think there's a, a lot going on, but one of the most interesting trends and things that we're seeing is it's actually pulling away traffic from Google search. So a bunch of studies have come out to prove this. Um, the, the younger generation actually is more likely to search things on TikTok than Google, which is a whole another category that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about right now. And if you haven't tried out TikTok, the search feature is incredible because you actually get video content results instead of just static um, results on Google. And I think Google is a little scared by this. Um, they are putting a lot of money into Google shorts, uh, or sorry, a uh, YouTube shorts, which is YouTube is owned by Google. So I have this suspicion that Google is going to try to also recreate a copycat of TikTok in their own way with their YouTube shorts. Um, So I think that that is coming because Google sees the writing on the wall and they see that people are really using TikTok for even search features. So as a marketer, I find this super fascinating because obviously the biggest channels that marketers put money into are search and social uh, and digital marketing overall. Uh, So if TikTok is not only pulling... From your social budget, it could be pulling people's search budget. Um, that's going to be a very interesting change and in dynamic that's coming. Yeah, it's, it's. I think 2023 is going to be fascinating mm-hmm. in the world of the big platform. So I love, I love that crystal ball piece. Um, Kristen, we are very nearly at the end of the show, which means it's time to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business, please. Yeah. So you can find us at joinstatus.com, like I mentioned before. Um, and then I am most active on LinkedIn. So Kristen Wiley, uh, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-W-I-L-E-Y. Feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. Or if you heard me on the show and you want to connect, just drop that in the message box. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn, but that's where I'm most active. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast today and for telling us so much about your TikTok expertise. It's been a pleasure. So thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. So influencer marketing on TikTok. I think um, 
feels like the most straightforward way to get started on the platform. Leverage other people's creativity to promote your business. Uh, really, really great advice there from Kristen. I I love the the honesty of saying, try it yourself before you start using a platform. Do it yourself. Invite 20 people, get five up and running, see how it reacts, see how it works. And then um, and then when you know it's good for you and you're happy with the processes, then look, look to the software to help you scale up. Loads of cool stuff in there. You can get links to all that we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our director episode links. So that's keepopt.com forward slash episode number, which will take you straight to the correct page. Now, once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business, including the monthly Q&A webinars we do. Yes, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our TikTok specialists to join us for a live Q&A session. It's going to be your chance to get your questions answered. So sign up for that on the website where you'll find when it's happening and all the other details. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then do check out our other TikTok episodes and our other influencer marketing episodes. We've done a couple of months, whole month long sessions on influencer marketing before now. To find those, just scroll up your feed and those should be pretty easy to locate. Please also tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have an excellent week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.